The title of my message today is Jesus, Our First Love. Praise God. And I pray that the Lord will anoint every ear to receive every morsel that he's given me here uh, and online today. For all those that are listening online today, I welcome you. And uh, two of my main scriptures today is going to be coming uh, from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11, and Revelation 2, um, 1 through 7. And I'm going to begin today with 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. And this is coming from the Message Translation. It says in verse 7, he said, Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up, to take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake, he says in prayer. Verse 8 says, most of all, he says, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up, he said, makes up for practically anything, the Lord says. One translation puts it this way. It says, above above all, love one another deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Hallelujah. And verse 9, he says, be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, And he says, do it cheerfully. You know, he says, do everything that we do for the Lord. We must do it cheerfully because if we don't do it with a cheerful heart, we're really not going to get any credit for it. So we might as well not even do it. Amen. It has to be with the right spirit. In verse 10, he says, be generous with the different things that God has given you, passing them around so all get in on it. In verse 11, he says, if words, let it be God's words. If help, Let it be God's hearty help. That way, he said, God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, and he will get the credit as the the one mighty in everything, encores to the end of time. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So the Lord is telling us here, saints, to use the gifts that he has given to us to serve others and not to serve ourselves and to share what we have been blessed with with others. You know, as I was sitting in my studio yesterday thinking, God, what do you want me to feed your sheep today? (laughs) As always, I like to really, uh, before starting any message or anything, I really like to talk to the Lord to see what he wants me to say and to see what food he has for you because God's word really is food to your spirit. And this is why so many people are suffering today because they're hungry in their spirits. They're feeding their their flesh, but they're not feeding their spirit, Amen. you know, and so they're lacking in this area. You know, as you were saying earlier, as the Dickon was saying earlier, it's really not about me or about what I want to teach, Amen. but what the Holy Spirit inspires me to teach. Amen. If I was going to teach what I was going to teach, it wouldn't have been the right word, right. not at the right time. There's always a word at the right time, and that was not the time. You know, sometimes the Lord will give us a prophecy, or sometimes the Lord will give us a word, and and sometimes we really need to keep those things to ourselves because it's not yet time to release some of the things that the Lord gives us. And sometimes we can get, we can stop our blessings sometimes just by jumping ahead, trying to get ahead of the Lord, and we don't want to do that. Amen. Praise God. Excuse me. And how his desire for you and me is not about doing so many things, trying to please him, as so many of his children have been taught to do. But God wants you to know that he has already, that, that you have already pleased him, saints. You have pleased him, the, uh, the Lord says, abundantly. He said you have pleased him abundantly when you accept his son Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He said you, pre- uh, you pleased him more than you could possibly know. You know, he knows that 
He says he knows that when we first come to him, you know, when we first accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior, he says we're always so excited that we're filled with this overwhelming love for him, yes. that we can't love him enough and we can't praise him enough. Amen. And then he said, all of a sudden, he says something just happens. Amen. He says, and then we begin to get misled. By so we, we're, we get misled by so many churches teaching us that it's all about works yes. and it's all about yes. doing. So instead of human being saints, I think we have become human doings. We get so caught up with our works that he no longer has first place with us. And that's sad. We have forgotten our first love. And in Revelation 2 and verse 4, it says, But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. The Bible talks about this over in Revelation 2 in the New Living Bible. In his letter to the church in Ephesus, here is what the Lord said. Right. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. Yeah. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. Saints, the seven stars John saw in Jesus' hand represented the seven angels of the churches. And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Praise God. He goes on to say, I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. He said, I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they're apostles, but they're not. He said, you have discovered that they are liars. And we definitely have done that. I mean, I've never seen so many popping out of the woodwork as I have in the last two years from, from every corner. He says in verse 3, you have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Thank you, Lord. But I have this complaint against you. Amen. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. And let me pause again and say this. Uh, the word but canceled out everything that came before it. It negates everything, saints. When yes, the word yes. but is put in there, it just negates everything that comes before it. Amen. So God said he knows all about your hard works. And he also knows about your patient endurance. Yes. But he said, I have this complaint against you. In other words, God is more concerned about your love for him yes. and your love for others than he is about your hard works. Yes. But that but counsels out all that hard work when we put our works first. Right. Think about that. What Amen. the Lord is telling us here, before I go, like I said, before I go any further, let me say that this word is not to condemn anyone or to judge anyone. It is the word of the Lord Amen. for this time. Amen. Praise God. This too is another thing that the Lord wanted me to tell you. The Lord just wants us to know what is important to him, yes. brothers and sisters. Amen. In verse 5 it says, look how far you have fallen Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. He says, if you don't repent, he says, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place, he says, among the churches. And verse 7 says, anyone who has ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Yes. To everyone who is victorious, he says, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. We need, that's a sailor. Sailor only means to be paused and think about that. Yes, yes. And like I said, please don't misunderstand me, brothers and sisters. God wants all of us to bear good fruit, even much good fruit. Yes. John 15, 8 says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Yes. He said, this brings great glory to my father. Amen. 
However, he does not want us to bear that good fruit at the expense of losing our desire for him and also not at the expense of losing our need for him. He does not want us to replace his love with our works. You know, sometimes I think about that myself, and I'm sure that most of you in here do too, but I think about that. I think about how much I want to be pleasing to God. I think about how I want to be, you know, about doing um, doing all he, about doing his work and not mine. I, I think all of us who've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, they, they, you know, this is what you want to. And he wants us to do things for him. But we have to be careful that we don't forget the one we're doing the works for. I think that's the point. Are you following me? Sometimes I, I think how it can be in our personal lives, too how maybe both you and your spouse have to work, for example, to make ends meet. You know, sometimes, you know, both the male and the female has to work. And maybe you both do have to work. Sometimes it's necessary. However, sometimes we get so caught up in doing stuff that we forget who we're doing all that working for. Amen. You know, God is all about giving you your heart's desires. In Psalms 20, verse 4, he says, May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. Yes. In Psalms 37, verse 4, he says, take, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, yes. you know what he's saying here. He's, he just said here, love me with all your heart, yes. body, mind, and soul, yes. and seek me with all your heart. Yes. And he says, I'll give you everything your heart desires. Amen. Because the things that your heart's going to be desiring is going to be things he wants you to have, Amen. not things that we want to have. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It also tells us in Isaiah 26, verse 8, that our heart's desires should not only be about personal desires, but all about obeying him and glorifying his name. Amen. And as I said before, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you wanting to have nice things for your family, saints. I feel the same way. I won't, you know, it makes me feel good to be able to bless my children and my family. Amen. You know, but as, as, as you just heard, so does God want to, too. He wants, you to, he wants us to have nice things, too. However, if we aren't careful, the next thing you know, you have no time left for him Amen. or our families. Right. And then when we do have time left over, we're too tired. That's right. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I quit work and I go in and I have dinner and I sit down, David and I, one of us both will fall asleep. Amen. <laughs> That's kind of a nightly ritual, you know, just see which one falls asleep first. But So it's a good thing if we have the time, if we get up a little early and, uh, and spend some time with them in the mornings, you know, while we're still fresh. I, I try to do that. I'm not always successful, but I try to do that. Spend a little time with the Lord and then spend a little time on the treadmill and got, you get your rituals, you know, you get your habits, you know. I know you must have heard this before. It's a, it's, uh, I've heard it many times, but I don't think anyone on their deathbed has ever regretted that they didn't spend more time at work. I don't know of anybody that regretted spending more time at work. In order to have a good relationship with your spouse or children, you have to spend quality time with them. But God is no different, and that's my point. God is no different. We can't get so caught up in our works for him that we forget him. He wants you more than he wants your works. We have to get a revelation today, saints, that God loves us for us. He loves us for who we are who he created in his image and in his likeness. Praise God. And we don't have to always be doing something. And we don't always have to be performing to get him to love us more. 
I know that most of us are brought up with a performance mentality. We get taught really at a very early age that if we do well, whatever it is we're doing, and we perform well, that others will like us more. And believe me, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing good and performing well for that matter, but it is wrong when that person feels like they have to perform in order to get someone's love or attention. And Jesus is saying here, he don't want you to have to perform to get my love or my attention. He loves you in spite of what you do. Where you do a little bit or a whole lot does not change his opinion about you. Are you hearing me? Praise God. As a rule, most of the time we've been taught that way. Like I said, me too. I was taught the same way. But even sometimes now, with God, I find myself thinking, you know, and I'm sure that some of you do too. And I say, oh, God, if, if I could do more, if I would do more, then you would probably love me more. You know, we, we all, we have that more mentality. Or I think sometimes when I don't do as much as I feel I should, that God's disappointed in me. Do, 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 do any of you ever felt that way? That if maybe if I did a little bit more, God wouldn't be so disappointed in me or God's disappointed in me because I didn't do as much as I normally do today or this week. You know, and, and so well we do. But Jesus loves us. Amen. And that's really what the message is all about. It's not about doing. It's about giving and about Amen. being him Amen. and how you can please him. That's really what it's all about. Amen. You need to know, you know, when you're feeling disappointed and when you're feeling guilty because you didn't perform the way you think you should, that it's not God. It's, it's not God condemning you. Um, it's um, it's not God's it's voices that judging you. It's Satan's voices that condemning you. And he tells you this in, in Revelations twelve ten, where he says that the Satan, you know, is the accuser of the brethren, and he's always bringing our name up before God all day, every day, and, accu- and accusing us. So he's the one that makes us feel guilty about things. It's not God. God never. It's like I told somebody the other day. God never will give you anything that's going to make you feel bad. Or give you a dream that's going to make you feel bad. He's going to give you something to encourage you. Amen. The enemy is the one that brings those thoughts on you. Amen. But God, he's, he loves us more than I can say. His love for you and me is not, and I repeat, not based on works, but the works that Jesus did. Hallelujah. It was the works that our Lord Jesus Christ did for us. It is good to do good things and bear good fruit, but our Father is not going to stop loving us just because we don't think we measure up. Amen. Praise God. As a matter of fact, let me see what he said about Jesus before Jesus actually done anything. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21 through 22 in the English Standard Bible, it says, Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, he said, I am well pleased. Hallelujah. Remember, this was at the very start of Jesus' ministry before he had done any good works. He had not healed one single soul, folks, nor had he raised anyone from the dead or delivered one person at that point. Yet God said to Jesus, you are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Hallelujah. And you might say, well, Pastor Joe, that was Jesus. That was his son. Of course he was pleased with him. <laughs> well, you were his sons and daughters too. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Galatians 4, 
uh, in Galatians 4, chapter, uh, verses 4 through 7, the English Standard says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, both of woman, born under the law. Verse 5, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions, he says, as sons. Hallelujah. And verse 6, he says, and because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So let me tell you this, brothers and sisters, according to scripture, in verse 7, you are no longer slaves. Amen. You are no longer slaves, but you are a son or you're a daughter. And the Bible says, and if a son, then an heir through God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I think that's some shouting news. You know, it, it, that's really, that's what I call a really good piece of good news. That's the gospel. Amen. You know, the gospel means the good news. Yes. There's a lot of ministers are preaching and are teaching, but they're not teaching the gospel. I don't know what they're teaching, but it's not the gospel because Amen. the gospel is good news. Amen. Hallelujah. The good news. And that's good news to know that Jesus loves us as much as God loves us as much as he loves his son. Praise the Lord. God tells us in his word that he loves us so much, as much as he does his son. In John 17, 22, in the New Living Bible, Jesus said, I have given them the glory that you gave me so they may be one as we are one. Hallelujah. Are you listening? In verse 23, he said, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Hallelujah. I think that's another piece of good news. <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe that God loves us as much as he loves his son, Jesus. But the Bible clearly says, you know, a good thing for you to say when the enemy's talking to you is you say, you know, I'm not moved by what I feel. I don't move by what I hear. I'm only moved by what is written and what's spoken. And this is what's written. You know, the Bible tells me that God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus and that he's not condemning me over anything. And he just don't, he don't want me to work very so hard that I don't have time to spend with him. And he don't want me to forget who it is I'm working for. Praise the Lord. Another person that God was pleased with before he did anything was David. God sent Samuel to see Jesse, David's father, in 1 Samuel 16, 1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? He told him, he said, fill your horn with oil and go, and I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And it tells us over in the book of Acts in uh, chapter 13, verse 22, that God did remove Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, and he will do everything I want him to do. Of course, we know, like all the others in the Old Testament and some of the New, that David did not always get things right. He slipped up several times, sometimes big time. But God still loved David. He still loved David. And he still loves us too even though we slip up sometime. And I know when the Lord put it in my spirit about getting married and remarrying, after being a widow for about seven years, I wrote down, like usual, write down everything. When the Lord gives me something, I write down what it is I want. And I wanted a man after God's own heart. 
And he gave me a David. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, you can't be any more Pacific than that. So <laughs> God is good. God is good. You know, all we have to do is ask in faith and believe. And if we ask in faith, believe, and we will get it. Because the word says so. It's written, right? It's written. Hallelujah. It's written. You know, I want to think. I want you to think about this, brothers and sisters. At this point, David had not done anything. He had not slew Goliath or won any battles. He had been sitting and writing songs of praises to God. In other words, he was having some praise sessions. He was having he was having some shouting sessions while he attended his father's sheep. I, I you know I got to thinking he was probably writing the Book of Psalms. You know, <laughs> so, think about that. Yet God loved him. And had David and had David anointed to be king over Israel. As a matter of fact, he became king at age 30 and reigned for 40 years, which put him to live in around 70 or 71 years. So I would have thought he lived longer than that, but it said that he lived a ripe old age after living a good life of prosperity and, and living good. That he lived a good life. And that was the good life, even though he was sought after for what, 17, 20 years before he became king? <laughs> by Saul and everybody else. So he was hiding out for years and years before he, ever, he wasn't always king. And for him, it probably wasn't always a good life because if you read the book of Psalms, he's always saying, oh, Lord, help me. So, <laughs> my enemies are on my trail again. <laughs> you know, but our enemies are on our trail every day. You know, but actually before, I started to say as soon as our feet hit the floor, but actually our enemies are on our trail before our feet ever hit the floor. So it's a good thing to... Um, say something to the Lord before your feet ever hit the floor <laughs> anymore. Amen. <laughs> you know, God wants us to love him above all things and have love for our brothers and sisters too. Amen. I cannot stand up here and express how strongly that the Lord feels about this. He even tells us in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 39, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left hand. And it says in verse 34, Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation, he says, of the world. For he said, I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. Oh, yes. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. Yes. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. Yes. I was sick, and you cared for me. Amen. He said, I was in prison, and you visited me. Yes. I did that for 11 years <laughs> before the Lord gave me this ministry. Amen. And verse 37 said, then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry? Yes, yes. Or when did we see you thirsty? And give you something to drink. Or, or a stranger. When do we see a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick? He said, or in prison or visit you. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Hallelujah. We should put a sailor there too and think about that. Praise God. Because that's really what loving the Lord is all about. He is love. And the way we show God that we love him is serving others 
Yes. And because when we serve others, we're being his hands. Amen. And we're being we're doing what he would do if he was here. Yes. And so that's why it's so important to the Lord above anything else Amen. is that you love others as you love him. Amen. He said that's the two commandments. So if we can get those two right and love the Lord with all our heart, spirit, and soul, and body, right. and love our neighbors as ourselves, we don't have to worry about messing up anywhere else. That's right. Because we're not going to be doing anybody else any harm. Amen. You can't harm somebody you love. Right. And you know, I know there's some people hard to love. Yes, amen. But we got to love them anyway. Maybe you don't like their ways, but we can love them. Amen. You don't have to spend time with them either. We just got to love them. Amen. <laughs> some people I don't want to be around too much. That's right. Too long, too long. Amen. Even though I love them. <laughs> Amen. I don't like being around negative people. Amen. You know, I just like to work, keep, you know, just being positive and speaking God's word and Amen. not not speaking death all the time. Amen. Praise God. What he is saying here is when you serve others, like I just said, you're actually serving him. And then the king will turn to the ones on his left and say, away with you. He said, for I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me any clothing. I was sick in prison and you didn't come visit me. And then you will reply. Then they will reply with Lord. When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? When, when did this happen? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Hallelujah. That definitely calls for a sailor. Because if we are refusing to help those that need help, then we're refusing the Lord himself. And there's some verses over in James that talks about that, too. Yes. It's good to pray for people when they come up and ask for prayer. But if you know somebody, um, when you write, the Lord brings somebody across your path through, you know, through a male, email, a person, however he does that, that's in need, and you've got the, the, the means to help that person, right. you got to help that person. That's right. Amen. You, you know, he, it's not mine anyway. That's right. We have to understand that what we have, we are stewards. Amen. We have been made stewards. Yes over everything we have Amen. and what the, it belongs to God yes. and it's up to him is how he wants us to use it Amen. and if we don't use it to please him right. he's not going to give you any more if he can't trust you with a little the Bible says if he can't trust you with a little he's going to not give you any more but if he can trust you with a little he'll give you more Amen. you know Amen. I mean I remember when I had a very little yes. and the more I give the more I got you know Amen. I used to buy I used to, I couldn't afford to buy the clothes for the inmates in the jail that were c coming home. Maybe they got in there in the summer, now it's the winter, and they need some more clothes to wear home. I'd go to um, Sears and put it on my credit card and get them some new clothes. I didn't even think about, you know, it never occurred to me to go to the thrift shop. I got them some new clothes. And, and or they needed glasses or pencils and always never went to the jail without Bibles. You know, you, you have to give, you have to, you know, buy Bibles by the case. You've got to give what you have and be do it cheerfully and not keep track and count of every little dollar you spend or you give to somebody. When you bless somebody, just ask the Lord to help you to forget it. Say, I don't want to remember that. Don't want to remember it. You know, don't want to tell anybody. 
You know, because I, I'd rather get my blessing from you, Lord. <laughs> so I don't want to be boasting about that. You know, going to keep that. <laughs> Praise God. We really do need to pause and think about what the Lord is saying here, saints. We need to search our hearts and see if we are the ones on the right or the ones on the left. You know, I believe all of you here this afternoon are on the right. You don't have to move over to the right. But, you know, you're here. You're here to hear a word Amen. from him this afternoon when you could be someplace else. Amen. All of you in here could be someplace else, but you chose to be here. Amen. And that's to honor Amen. the Lord Amen. and to honor. It pleases God. Amen. Praise God. God you know, you think about it. Could it really be so simple that we've been doing all this busy stuff when all he really wants is for us to love him? Amen. And to do likewise with our brothers and sisters. See, we think about it. Is it really yes. that simple, Lord? Yes, he says it is. Yes, it is. In Mark 12, 29, Jesus said the most important commandment in this, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and the only God, only yes, Lord. Amen. And verse 30 says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and entire mind and all your strength, he said. Yes. And 31, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. He says, no other commandment, he said, is greater than these. Amen. Actually, these two commandments fulfill all yes. of the other commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please understand, saints, as I said before, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, and I certainly am not trying to make you feel guilty either. Um, I'm just doing as the Lord has instructed me here. So. You know, the Lord tells us, in, uh, as I said before in Romans 8, there is no condemnation for him who is in Christ Jesus. There is no adjudging guilty or wrong for those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, it says, you know, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has freed us from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As a matter of fact, this is one of my favorite scriptures. For when the devil comes and tries to make me feel guilty about something that I, that I know, about something I know that the Lord has already forgiven me for, yes. or I meant to say about something I have done. Uh -huh. I quote this verse to him, and you need to quote it to him too. All right. I want you to know that, like I said, I'm merely teaching as the Lord gives it to me. You know, people are always asking the Lord what he wants them to do, yes. uh, do, do for him, and he's telling us. Maybe some of us don't want to hear what he wants, well, but the Lord wants you to hear what's important to him. Yes. He says, love him and love each other. Yes. He said, this is what is most important to God. All right. In 1 John three sixteen, he tells us, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Amen. And according to 1 John three nineteen, it says, our actions will show that we belong to the truth. He's talking about belonging to the Lord here. Amen. So we will be confident when we stand before him. We all will stand before him one day. Oh, yes. And I'm talking to all of you in here online and the ones that's going to hear this around the world. Everyone will stand before God one day. Oh, yes. And every knee will bow Amen. to the glory of God. And so they can talk and they can try to take God out of the places that they want to. Yes. But they'll never be able to do it. The, God said his word will never pass away. Amen. But he said everything on this earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Amen. And if anybody takes one iota from my word, it's going to be sorry. Amen. You know, and changing it. 
So we have to be very careful about this and know that that day's coming sooner than maybe we like to think that it is. And so I, I believe he's coming back soon, and I believe he's stepping up the pace uh, on the messages and on the things that he's um, putting in my spirit to do and, and others to do. He's putting some things in my spirit to do, and I'm just praying now for the boldness to do it. Amen. But <laughs> Amen. I, I believe he's brought me this far. Amen. And uh, he's had me doing things over several years that I, I had to have boldness to do. Even coming up here, you had to have boldness. You just don't. You just don't do it. Everybody looks think it's easy. It's not always easy. It's not easy, you know, you know, teaching. And I heard Brother Hagin say one time, you know, said a lot of times before I go up to preach, I pray. And I, I say, well, I'm glad I hear you say that because I do too. <laughs> he said, I have to pray before I get up there. Amen. You know, and you want to make sure, you know, the Bible tells us, I think it's in James, uh, I think it's in James 3. He tells us that, you know, um, as teachers and preachers, you know, uh, he judges us differently. Yes. And we're going to be judged more harshly That's right. than the average person. Amen. So you want to make sure that the words coming out of your mouth is what God wants them to come out. And Amen. you always got to be listening to that still small voice, too. Yes. And it's like I told David, I said, you know, I, I work really hard on this message, but I don't have peace. You don't ever want to do anything that we don't have peace I kept having this gnawing in my spirit, and the closer I got to finishing that other message, and I'm thinking, well, Lord, I thought it was a good message, but, <laughs> but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't time, and like I said, when Lucinda got up and she was talking about the love, I thought, well, I really appreciate that, Lord, <laughs> confirming that, because that's what we're talking about. Amen. We're talking about the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. talking about loving God. Amen. And hallelujah. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 in the Message Bible, it says, Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. In verse 5, it said, Long, long ago, God decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. And he said, what pleasure he took in planning this. He took a lot of pleasure in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift given by the hand, he said, of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. In closing, let me finish with this. God wants you to be free. He does not want you and me burdened down with things, with works, etc., especially with religious works. Paul was telling the people in the Galatians 5.13, For you have been called to freedom, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. He said, but instead use your freedom to serve one another, he says, in love. He said in verse 14, he says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one comment, Love your neighbor as yourself. With God, folks, it's all about hearts, and it's all about what's in those hearts. Amen. God wants you to know that you have already always pleased him, already pleased him. And let me say this again. You pleased him abundantly when you accepted his son, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. Amen. God is letting us know without question that love is more important than all the spiritual gifts exercised in the, in the church body then and even now. Amen. There's a lot of things being exercised in the church today that is not of the Lord. He said, great faith, acts of dedication or sacrifice, 
and miracle work and have little effect, he says, without love. Amen. So remember, the next time the Lord brings that person across your path that needs a helping hand, that you reach out to them, you are actually reaching out to him. Think about that. Or you might be helping an angel unaware. Amen. Unaware. Amen. I believe I have met angels, yes. and I believe angels have helped me. Amen. I, I know angels have helped me several times, but I've actually feel like I've met a couple of angels. Amen. You know, and they were there to help me, yes. and they did set. You know, they did direct me. Yes. And then I look back, they were gone. Amen. You know? Amen. And I, that was one night. My two sisters and I were took the wrong exit in Maryland, um, going to my granddaughter's christening. And we took the wrong turn, and we ended up in a really bad part of town, you know. And, and I didn't know what to do. But I told my sisters, I, we pulled over, I said, I'm going to pray. If we don't know what to do, pray. If you don't know the word, just pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so I prayed, you know, and then I drove on off, and I pulled in. And this person, this guy, this man started over to my window, and my sister says, don't open the window. I said, well, he's okay. <laughs> So he came over, and I, I was telling him, you know, then he, he told me, he said, go down there. He said, and take a right. And he said, it's not going to look right. He said, but take a right, because it's real dark. He said, but don't stop. Just keep going, and that'll get you right back on the road that you need to be on to get where you're going. And I said, thank you. And he left, and I turned around, he was gone. Amen. But we did turn. We did go where he said. We took the right, and we did end back up on the the road, but my sisters, they would have never asked anybody. Amen. But you pray, you have faith, yes. God will send you some help. Yes, he will. Yeah. Even for little things. Don't don't forget that. It it never has to be about large things. You know, I was thinking that night, you know, and I couldn't, couldn't get my earring on, you know. And David, he couldn't get it on, and I couldn't get it on. And I said, Well, so I, went, I said, I'll do it. I said, Lord, we're gonna do this together. <laughs> so I went back in there and I said, Lord, if you could just send one angel to help me with this, I sure appreciate it. Thank you. And then within a minute, I had my earring on. You know, a lot of people say, well, how do you know angel helped you? Well, I've been working on it for quite a while. And when I asked, I got the earring in. I mean, it, I mean it's evidence to me. You know, and when I stomped my toe and I said, well, thank you, angels. Isn't that what the word says? That his angels will lift you up Amen. in their hands, lash you, dash your foot against the stone, or hurt yourself. Amen. So, you know, if we know the scriptures, <laughs> you know, this is what we live by, right? Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you, Father. I thank you for that still, small voice. I thank you, Lord, for the ability to hear that small voice, still, small voice. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for keeping me on the right track. I thank you, Lord, for getting me off on the wrong, that I was on the wrong track and getting me back on the right track, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that I hear you. And I thank you, Lord, that I believe all the ones in here today, those who are listening online and those who will hear this message, they will hear what thus says the Lord. And that is know what's important to you. And what's in, if they want to know what's important to you, that they need to know the number one thing is to love you with all their hearts, all their body, spirit, and soul. And the second one, equally as important, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Help us, Lord, by giving us a, a, a new spirit of awareness yes. to be more aware of those that you bring across our path, Lord, and do whatever is necessary to get our attention, Lord, 
that yes, you that's bringing it across our path to help them. And even if it's not you, Lord, it doesn't hurt to reach out and help those that are less fortunate than we are. And always help us to use the things that you bless us with to be a blessing to others. For it's in Jesus' name I praise you and I thank you. Amen.